Tunisia's inflation rate hits the fresh three-decade high, Nigeria's Naira hits a new record low. We also look at Ethiopia's strides to becoming Africa's manufacturing hub. Good morning, Africa, and welcome aboard your pulse on everything business. In Africa, I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Your main story is brought to you by INM Bank PLC. INM Bank Rwanda, we are on your side. Ethiopia is aiming to reach the emerging economy status by 2025. In order to achieve this, the government is pushing ahead with opening the country to the global market by building and operating industrial parks. Manufacturing, especially textile production, has come to occupy a key role. Zemedene Negatu, chairman of Fairfax Africa Fund, returns for this episode to give insight into why Ethiopia is poised to become Africa's manufacturing hub. I always talk about uh, the, the why manufacturing hasn't taken off in Africa. I mean, I, it's one of my standard spiels when, whenever I'm on television or I give speeches. And there are some key factors that has held back Africa from from developing a manufacturing sector. But let me come back to the Ethiopian one, which in certain cases, actually, it's, it's an illustration of actually what Africa, the rest of Africa can also follow. One is uh, to, do, to have a, a viable, sizable manufacturing sector, you have, a, you have to have energy, okay, electricity. You can't run factories permanently on diesel generators, right? So in that regard, Ethiopia today has the, the cheapest uh, energy cost uh, in Africa, and certainly amongst the cheapest in the world. It's around five to six US cents per kilowatt hour. And to give you a perspective, across the border from Ethiopia and Kenya, it's four times more expensive at about 16, 17, up to 20%. In East Africa, it's up more than, and some, some countries in East Africa, it's actually more than 20 cents, US cents per kilowatt hour, which is the standard measure that we use. In Ethiopia, it's between five and six cents. So, Afford, affordability of electricity, availability of electricity is one of the key drivers for embarking on the migration to manufacturing. Second, if you look at the patterns, the development patterns uh, that the Asian tigers took, whether it's South Korea, even China, uh, the, other, uh, the other Asian tigers initially they developed their manufacturing sector based on labor-intensive industries, clothing, uh, shoes, stuff that the West said, we can't, we don't want to do anymore, we're too wealthy. They outsourced it to China and others. Now the Chinese are too wealthy to do that kind of stuff, and they're trying to find the next China, and one of the places that I've identified is Ethiopia. So you have to build up, a very large, for example, garment industry, which is very, very labor intensive, you need a very large labor force, which, as I mentioned earlier in my intro, Ethiopia today has about 45 million of those. Very young, very dynamic, very productive. And I'll give you an example. We are in the manufacturing business. One of our businesses in Ethiopia is clothing manufacturer for the global market. Okay. So we, we export from Ethiopia quality products that ends up in the, the, the stores directly from the Ethiopian factory to the stores in Europe with the price tag actually stamped right here in Ethiopia. Okay. That means it's first class product. What's interesting is the labor cost is significantly 
lower than what it would cost to produce it even in China, let alone in Europe. However, and I can use the, the, the productivity data that we have, a factory in Ethiopia is equivalent, its productivity is equivalent to 90 to 95% of the European factories. So you have, you know, a very competitive cost base, a very high quality could be produced from here. So the Ethiopians have got this right. They've built the infrastructure. For example, the, the Grand Ethiopian Renaissance Dam, which is the, the, the largest hydroelectric power dam in Africa. It's under, it's, it started production, by the way. So imagine that would add to the energy mix of Ethiopia at very competitive cost. Not only for Ethiopia, by the way, Kenya is buying electricity from Ethiopia. A lot of East African countries are now starting to buy energy from, from Ethiopia. So th for the industrialization to happen, Ethiopia is starting to get the building blocks right. The labor component, the cost component, the energy component, the other infrastructure, the logistics infrastructure that is needed is starting to come online. So it's not inconceivable for Ethiopia to aspire to be a, like a South Korea or a smaller China on a manufacturing platform. And this is the, some of these key ingredients that links are missing in Africa. And that's why you don't see manufacturing taking off in many parts of Africa. Now, obviously, we can talk about the, the, the resource curse in Africa, which makes us, you know, dependent on oil or gas or other things, then, you know, which is not viable, which is not sustainable. But that's another topic for some other day. But manufacturing, if you don't have energy, cheap, affordable energy, uh, available energy in abundance, you don't have labor in large numbers to do large scale manufacturing like China then a manufacturing cannot take off in Africa. In Ethiopia, it is already starting to show results. And that, I think that's why we're very bullish, very positive, all, not only by investing in Ethiopia in the manufacturing sector, but also encouraging others to invest in the manufacturing sector in Ethiopia. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast, the annual inflation rate in Tunisia quickened for the 13th straight month to 9.2% in October of 2022, the highest since August of 1987, from 9.1% in the prior month. Main upward pressure came from prices of food and non-alcoholic beverages, furnishings and household equipment, clothing and footwear, restaurants and hotels, and miscellaneous goods and services. On a monthly basis, consumer prices rose by 1%, following a 1.1% rise in the prior month. Kenya Airways is considering sacking the 400 striking pilots as most of the aircraft remain grounded and flights suspended. The pilots at one of Africa's largest carriers laid down their tools on Saturday, leaving thousands of travelers stranded. Their grievances started about two years ago when the company announced plans to cut the pilot staff by half over a period of three years, which the employees have been resisting. The pilots are also demanding the reinstatement of their provident fund which was scrapped on grounds that the company could no longer afford it as they started the strike. The pilots under their umbrella, Kenya Airline Pilots Association, said the carrier's management had declined to listen to their proposals on how to resolve the grievances. As the strike entered day three today, the company's management said they have reduced flights because of the failure of the majority of pilots to return to work. The company added that the pilots were not approaching the reconciliation process 
in good faith on Sunday. 500 passengers were kept for hours in hotels as the company made arrangements to distribute them on other flights as soon as possible after 56 flights were cancelled. In total, according to management, 12,000 passengers were affected by the disruption. The Kenya Airlines Pilots Association says the management of the company has refused to listen to their demands, adding that their action was in accordance with the provisions of the law. And a quick look at the market. The Nigerian Naira depreciated further to 442 against the US dollar, the lowest on record amid the urge to stockpile the greenback ahead of the redesign of the high currency notes from mid-December announced by the central bank in the first week of November. Gavna Emethiele said the bank's move will help the economy deal with the currency counterfeiting excess cash in circulation and address inflation. But with confidence in the Naira nearly low, Nigerians tend to change the domestic currency into dollars instead, prompting further dollar shortage and higher inflation. The demand for U.S. dollars has jumped since the announcement and on the black market where the exchange rate of the currency is largely determined by the level of the demand for the dollar. The Naira has reportedly tumbled to a record low of 860 per dollar, nearly double the official bank rate. The foreign exchange reserves in South Africa edged down to 58.7 billion US dollars in October of 2022 from 58.89 billion dollars in the prior month. The decrease in the gross reserves and international liquidity position were largely due to the decline in the US dollar gold price and foreign exchange payments made on behalf of government. These factors were partially offset by valuation adjustments due to the depreciation of the US dollar and asset price movements. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. If you have any suggestions or you just want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at The K Financial. And you can find me at With Adon.